This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And I heard Skylar Spindler say that it's Canadian air that is uh, blowing in on us today. You know how we know it's Canadian air? Because uh, every time it blows something down, it apologizes. It's like, sorry, sorry. Anyway, 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in. We were talking bears in the first hour because there are more bears spotted around here over the weekend. We had last week reports of them being in Mansfield and Taunton. And in fact, the Mansfield reports have actually been going back into April. There was a report, uh, I believe it was April 30th, of a mother bear and two cubs seen out walking down the street. Then last week in Taunton, a bear was seen walking down the street and through a parking lot. And there was some video that we put up at WBSM.com and on the app. But then over the weekend, one was seen in a sonnet. And then another one was seen, might have been the same bear, but another one was seen in the north end of Fall River. And this one was actually up on someone's deck. So if you don't have your trash secured, if you haven't brought in your bird feeders, if you're leaving food around your yard, you're going to get you're gonna get the bears. You know how your mom would say, like, oh, don't spill food, we're going to get ants. Well, if you leave food around, you're going to get bears. So if you've had a bear encounter, I want to know about it. 508-996-0500. We also talked about the Celtics and just how poorly they played last night and then basically gave up. And you can say, well, Joe Missoula is the one that decided not to play any of the starters in the fourth quarter. He's the one that put all the bench players out there. He's the one that really waved the white flag. But if you looked at the players' faces on the bench, did they look like players that were angry for being benched? Did they look like players who were angry that they couldn't get back into the game and try and mount a comeback? Or do they look like players who had given up? And I want to know what kind of intensity they come out with tomorrow night because they could just as easily hand this one to the Miami Heat the way that they looked at the end of that game. And I never thought I would say that about a Celtics team, but this looks like a team that's ready to just be done for the season. We also talked a little bit about strange food combinations because, as I mentioned, toward the end of the hour, I finally tried peanut butter and mayonnaise. It was probably the only time I'll ever try peanut butter and mayonnaise. It did not, to to me, it didn't really go well together. I get it. Sometimes you might run out of jelly and you want a little something to put on your peanut butter, but I'd, I'd just take the peanut butter straight. Somebody posted on my Facebook page that they used to date someone who ate peanut butter and tartar sauce sandwiches. Now, I don't think I'm going to try that. I don't, I don't know why you need tang with your peanut butter. Why do you need something that's tangy to go with it? To me, peanut butter is complemented by something sweet. Fluff, jelly, honey, even bananas. I love, I love peanut butter and bananas. You got to slice the bananas really thin, though, because if you if you have that 
big, you know, half slice of a banana in the sandwich. It just makes the bread too mushy. But a peanut butter and banana sandwich is, is really good. Ants on a log. A little celery, some peanut butter, a couple raisins. Very good snack. I'm 45 years old. I'll still make myself ants on a log. We got a food combination in from Bob in New Bedford via App Chat who says, Good morning, Tim. Not food, but got to try half Coca-Cola and half milk for a drink. It's very good. And I've I'd had Pepsi and milk before. You know, the uh, the um, Laverne and Shirley preferred drink, Pepsi and, and milk. I'd had that before. And then when I tried Moxie last year, I don't know how it came up. I don't remember how Moxie came up. But a Moxie and milk was something that I tried. And I actually wrote an article about it with a how-to, how to make a Moxie and milk, which is as simple as it sounds. It's half Moxie, half milk. And I didn't think that I liked Moxie forever. Like, I, I didn't like it. And then when I tried it last year to give it another shot, I was like, oh, I, I kind of do like this now. And a Moxie and milk was something that I would make quite a bit. till I, you know, till I ran out of the case of Moxie that I bought. And then I said, mm, I don't need to buy any more of that. Maybe, maybe in a few months. And then I started making egg creams instead because I like to have a glass of milk every, one, every now and then to, you know, keep me from getting indigestion. So I will make a, an egg cream with milk, seltzer, and syrup. And I will tell you this, Silmo syrup makes a great egg cream. But I've been pushing for that, the new Bedford egg cream. It's, it's all you need. Milk, syrup. Seltzer. If you're going to use coffee syrup, use the Moxie. I mean, I uh, use the uh, Selmo. If you're going to use chocolate syrup, you have to get the U-Bet, which you can get at Market Basket. But that's the that's the real syrup that they use in Brooklyn when they make the real New York egg creams. I know too much about this stuff. But if you're going to have a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich I would recommend maybe not having an egg cream with that maybe not having a a, a Coca-Cola and milk with that I, I thought about having some milk with it yesterday when I tried it and I felt like that would just make me a little bit too queasy so I actually had a little bit of Dell's lemonade the Dell's light lemonade to try to just basically wash the peanut butter and mayonnaise taste out of my mouth. It was not something that I would want to try again. But that's the thing. I try it so that you don't have to. But maybe you have had to. Maybe you've had that before. I'm, peanut butter and tartar sauce, that is something that I've never heard of. I know a lot of folks like to put peanut butter on different things because they like it. And hey, somebody, somebody had to have said one day, what will happen if I put peanut butter on chocolate? And then it turned out to be the greatest candy of all time, so I'm glad that they did that, but I'm sure with that there has to be some experimentation to see what else it would work with. And so somebody tried peanut butter and mayonnaise, and that's the thing, though. Like it, My friend posted that her, her boyfriend, who used to eat peanut butter and tartar sauce, his mom used to make those sandwiches for him. 
And that's why he would eat them. And he, she confirmed it with his mom. And then I think the person who posted up about the peanut butter and mayo to begin with said, it's something my mom used to make me. What, what was wrong with moms 20, 30, 40 years ago? Why did you do this to your children? Why did you come up with these weird... Is it like an experiment? Was it, Imagine if there was you know, Facebook back then and they could talk about, oh, you won't believe what I made my kids eat today. Like... Were you, was this like how you just entertained yourself? Is this like the 70s or 80s version of punked? You're going to play a trick on your kids? I want to make you a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich and tell you it's good and that you're supposed to eat them together, and then I'm going to laugh as you eat it. You, you couldn't have been serious about these combinations. The only thing that I can think of is, you know, you didn't, you didn't have a lot of money, and you had to make do with what was in the cabinet. So you say, well, we don't have any jelly. We don't have any fluff. Uh, uh, I don't know. Peanut butter and mayonnaise? Sure, try it. Here, I made you a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. What? I've never heard of that. Oh, I used to eat it all the time when I was a kid. Trust me, you'll like it. And then whether the kid likes it or not, who cares? That's what he's getting for lunch tomorrow, too. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of as being the origin story of a, of a combination like that. But even if you were up against it financially and you didn't have other ingredients, just make a peanut butter sandwich. Save the mayo for something else, but make a peanut butter sandwich. Don't subject your child to peanut butter and mayonnaise. Right now, there's somebody out there eating that for breakfast. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is good. I eat this every day. But some of these, con when I was a kid and I went to school in Plymouth, so I, went, I did my elementary school years, first grade through fifth grade, in Plymouth. And when you went through the cafeteria line, because I was always a kid that bought lunch. You know, there were five kids in my family. My parents weren't making five lunches every morning. It was just easier to have everybody buy lunch. And I generally loved the hot lunch anyway. You know, turkey, chunkies, American chop suey, pizza, tacos sometimes fish sandwich sometimes. Like, I liked it all. But if you didn't want to get the hot lunch, the cold sandwich choice every day, and I'm not kidding about this, any of you Plymouth kids that are listening, Luke, Holly, uh, I don't know who else listens, but if you're listening, you probably remember this. The, the cold sandwich choice was a raisin bread and cream cheese sandwich. Just untoasted, you know, raisin bread smeared with a big, thick amount of cream cheese. And somebody thought that that was a good thing to give to a kid. Here, this is healthy. It has raisins in it. I don't even think it was cinnamon raisin bread. <laughs> like it was just raisin bread and cream cheese. And a thick dollop. Of, there was probably more cream cheese in that sandwich. Then there was, you know, turkey on my turkey chunkies plate. It was, it was like inches of cream cheese. And I guess some kids ate it. Years later, I tried making it when I was working in the diner. I was like, I'm going to make one of those sandwiches and just see. And it, I mean, it didn't taste bad, but I was just like, I can't, I can't get myself to swallow this. And there were kids that apparently ate that. 
That was what they thought was a viable alternative. Oh, you don't like it was almost like it was a punishment. It was punishment lunch. You don't want to eat what we made you? You don't want to eat the turkey chunkies? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to eat the beef stroganoff? Yeah, fine. Here, eat this then. You're going to eat a raisin bread and cream cheese sandwich and you're going to like it. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, the kids are like going back to class. They've got raisin bread stuck to the roof of their mouth. Their, their cholesterol is through the roof from all the cream cheese they just ingested. And we thought that that was a, a viable lunch alternative. I don't know if that was <laughs> something you ever had, if that was a real thing for you, but I, uh, raisin bread and cream cheese, that's your choice. You don't want the hot lunch, that's what you're getting. Like, really? You couldn't have just like made a bologna sandwich for a kid? 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. We'll be back in a few. And welcome back in. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, hold on. My fault. Still there? Hello, you're on the air. All right, let's go to the next call. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How you doing, John? Good, good. Do I, did I hear you have Marcus in the studio this morning too? He'll be there. He'll be uh, covering nine to noon today. Oh, okay, cool. Um, wow, well, I, I know you pride yourself on uh, on being a a liberal, and um, I'm I'm kind of I don't I don't pride kinda, myself on it. It's not it's not well, that big of a deal to know, me, but you know you know what I mean. Sure. Um, and I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of confused on why you're discriminating against. Raisin bread, uh, raisin bread, and uh, cream cheese sandwiches because I love them. Did you? Uh, I absolutely love them. Did you eat them growing up? Is it something that you've had your whole life? Uh, no, actually, my wife um, turned me on to them. She she loves them, and, and if you toast the bread a little bit before you put the cream cheese on, it's even better. Oh sure, I like I to put cream. Yeah, no, I like to put cream cheese on my raisin toast for sure. But um, no, it just seemed like an odd sandwich food? choice. Yeah, it was a. That's the thing is, it was it was a school sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I and uh, did they toast the bread though, or did they just put no. it on like? No, it was on regular <laughs> bread, and they were wrapped up, and they were cold oh, sandwiches. God. So if you wanted one, oh. they just like took it out of the thing and just put it on your plate. Yeah, no, 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 that's not for me. I I, I gotta have it toasted. Toasted with a little bit of cream cheese. Oh, it's good. It's good like that. Yeah, yeah. I like I like to when I make raisin toast. I like to put cream cheese on that and. Yeah. Even sometimes on white toast. But this was not that. This was two slices of untoasted raisin bread with a very thick portion of cream cheese in the middle. It's like they, they cut a chunk of cream cheese off a block and just slapped it on bread. Exactly. Like you're biting oh, into oh, the sandwich and it's like leaking out the sides. And <laughs> like that just doesn't seem healthy to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like mush. I wonder if there were yeah, kids, if there were kids that even ate it at all. I wonder how many of those kids actually ate it like every day because it was the only cold sandwich choice you had. Yeah, right, right, right. Hey, um, with the whole bear thing in um, Massachusetts, I, I think it's kind of, I, I think it's kind of cool. I, I mean, I, I, I like all kinds of wildlife. You know what I mean? And um, my kids do too. But my, um, I got a funny story for you. I'll make it fast. I know you got to go to the news, but um, the uh, we went up to New Hampshire one time. We went up up on, um, oh god, what the heck is it called? Um, I, I don't want to say it's like Breakneck Hill Road or it's it's one of those those roads there that lead, uh, you know, through a mountain range. Mm -hmm. 
in uh, up in North Conway, and we were um, we we had brought I, I had bought this like I don't know it was like a seventy five dollar spotlight on Amazon, right? And I, we we brought it up there. This this was recent. This was about maybe three or four years ago. And uh, you know that that new, that program on uh, I think it's Animal Planet. I think they um, Northwoods Law. I've never seen like, it. Uh, no. Well, they they have like a. Uh, they they run like a whole thing on uh, a bunch of series about the the conservation offices up there in uh, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and uh, we were out there late at night. It was like eleven thirty at night, ten eleven thirty at night. We brought out my wife and my kids. I dying to see a moose. They'd never seen a moose before in their life, right? So I'm out there. I'm like, I'm gonna go find a. We're gonna go find a moose. So we're out there with a spotlight, giant spotlight, okay? And I'm I'm pointing it in the woods. And it, now, mind you, it's like mid December. And it's illegal, it's illegal to spotlight from December to, like, March because that's, like, the, the, the moose mating seasons, I guess, up in, uh, up in New Hampshire. So we get pulled over, right, by this F-250, lights are on, everything, right? And uh, I'm like, oh, crap, what the heck? You know, like, how, why are we getting pulled over, right? So it's, the, it's one of the main characters from the show, that sergeant, whatever his name is, and I and I noticed this face, and I'm like, "Holy crap! This dude—it's <laughs> a guy from the show." And he's like, "Why are you guys spotlighting? You got any guns in the car? In, in the in the car?" And I'm like, "No, no, we don't have any guns. You know, we're just trying to trying to trying to see a moose." And he's like, "You won't see the moose from the highway." He's like, "You'll see it. You know, you, you gotta go like three, four miles into the woods, and then you'll see the moose in the, in the woods that way." I'm like, "Oh shoot!" So, but mind you, you know. Long story short, he ended up, he, he just let us go, you know what I mean? He gave us some useful information about the mating seasons and you're not supposed to spotlight from this time to this time. And but yeah, no, that, that, that was like, I, when we started talking about it this morning, I'm like, that came to mind. I was like, I got to call him up and tell him about that. But the important part is, did but you yeah. ever get to see a moose? No. <laughs> Still no. Still no moose. No. No moose. But we've seen a, we've seen a black bear, so, you know, I was about, that's the closest thing we got to seeing a, any kind of big wildlife out there, but that, 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 that's it. I've always I'll wanted to see my a moose. eyes out in Fairhaven. I've always wanted to yeah. see a moose myself. So, uh, but like yeah, in the wild, like, yeah. My my wife started to think that they don't even exist. That it's like a made up <laughs> made up creature. <laughs> well, people used to think that about the the jackalope, and that turned out to be a real thing. So, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the All call. Right, Tim. Have a good yeah, day. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. And that brings to mind the story where. Um, my son had a, a, a stuffed, no, he drew a picture of a narwhal. And, and I was like, yeah, okay. And then he had like a stuffed narwhal. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I said something about them being mythical creatures. And he's like, no, dad, narwhals are real creatures. I was like, no, there's no such thing as a narwhal. And it, I had no idea that it was an actual real creature that actually existed. So my fault, my bad. I believe uh, that's where the myth of the unicorn comes from. You think it comes from the narwhal? Uh, yeah, I think uh, rich people used to have narwhal horns in their homes, and they used to say, oh, this came from a unicorn. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I don't know. I, I, was, I was informed and igno- I was, I was uh, given a whole lot of knowledge from a six or seven-year-old kid, so all about the narwhal, so I learned my lesson. Speaking of knowledge, let's get some news and information from Kate Robinson in the WBSM Newsroom. A fire in a school dormitory in the South American country of Guyana has killed at least 20 children. 
Government officials say the fire broke out just after midnight on Monday in the central mining town of Madia, engulfing a secondary school dormitory and trapping students. Several more students have been injured and some are being prepared for evacuation to the capital, Georgetown. The man accused of stabbing four University of Idaho students to death is due in court today. A grand jury indicted Brian Koberger in the brutal murders of Maddie Mogan, Kaylee Gonsalves, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin at their college house last November. According to court documents, the 28-year-old Washington State University graduate student's DNA was found on a knife sheath at the crime scene. Talks on raising the debt ceiling are set to resume at the White House today. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says President Biden agreed to sit down with him one-on-one during a call between the two as Biden headed home from the G7 summit in Japan. McCarthy described the conversation as, quote, productive. Meanwhile, a Democratic senator says Republicans are trying to blow up the economy. Mark Mayfield explains. Speaking on ABC News this week, Chris Van Hollen of Maryland disagreed with Republican claims that President Biden hasn't made any effort to negotiate. Van Hollen says the president has put together a budget that includes a $3 trillion deficit reduction, but Republicans refuse to close tax breaks and loopholes for very, very rich people. The senator was asked if the 14th Amendment was an option, which would allow Biden to raise the debt ceiling without congressional approval. Van Hollen replied it isn't the preferred option, but it would be better than a default. I'm Mark Mayfield. The governor of North Carolina is calling the state's Republican-led abortion plan a, quote, compromise between the right wing and the radical right wing. North Carolina Democrat Roy Cooper made the comment on NBC's Meet the Press after the state legislature overrode his veto of the 12-week abortion plan last week. The new law replaces the previous 20-week ban. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says the city of Bakhmut was not occupied by Russia as of Sunday. Trey Thomas has more. Speaking at the G7 summit in Japan, he said Ukrainian soldiers are keeping on and fighting. This comes after Russia's private army said Saturday that Bakhmut was completely taken by its forces. Meantime, President Biden has announced a $375 million military aid package for Ukraine. I'm Trey Thomas. Pilots and American Airlines are coming to terms just in time for the summer travel season. Members of the Pilots Union voted overwhelmingly in favor of authorizing a potential strike at the beginning of the month. A union representative said Friday that the pilots now feel supported after reaching an agreement in principle with the airline. The European Union has slapped Meta with a record $1.3 billion privacy fine and ordered it to stop transferring user data across the Atlantic by October. The penalty released Monday is the latest salvo in a decade-long case sparked by U.S. cyber snooping fears. Meta, which had previously warned that services for its users in Europe could be cut off, vowed to appeal and ask courts to immediately put the decision on hold. In some parts of the U.S., it costs more than $30,000 a year to raise a child. California's Bay Area is the most expensive to bring up a kid. The personal finance website Smart Asset used data from MIT's living wage calculator to find that, on average, it costs close to $21,000 per year to raise a child in the U.S. The site reviewed nearly 400 metro areas across the country. 
Most of the top 10 were in California, but Boston, Princeton, New Jersey, and Ann Arbor and Kalamazoo, Michigan were also up there. And there's a new American Idol winner. During Sunday's three-hour season 21 finale, Ryan Seacrest announced 18-year-old E.M. Tongi as the winner. Tongi beat Megan Danielle and Colin Stowe, who were eliminated earlier in the episode. In sports, the Celtics have lost three straight games against the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll try to turn around for the fourth match on Tuesday. And the Red Sox play the Los Angeles Angels tonight at 9.30 after a loss to the San Diego Padres. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. Well, we're going to start our week off a bit cooler as we have a bit of that Canadian air filtering in. We're going to see sunny skies, breezy conditions out of the northeast with a high of about 61 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down to 42 degrees and for tomorrow, warming up high in the mid-60s. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's Newstalk Station 1420 WBSM. At the moment, it is 58 degrees and mostly sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Stream WBSM live, crystal clear, with one touch, the WBSM app. And welcome back in. So we were talking about, I was mentioning strange food combinations, and I mentioned that when I was growing up in Plymouth Public Schools, the cold lunch sandwich option was a raisin bread and cream cheese sandwich. It was two slices of raisin bread, untoasted, which, again, I don't even think it was cinnamon raisin bread. I think it was just like raisin bread. And it was stuffed to the gills with cream cheese. Like this sandwich was like two inches thick. And that was something that they served children, apparently thinking, you know, in the, in the 80s that this was a healthy thing. So I, I went to Plymouth schools from first grade to fifth grade. And so we're talking from 85 to 89, 84 to 89. And this was something that they were, they were serving. Uh, so Carol Ann and Asonet sent in an app chat message saying, I went to Plymouth schools and I remember peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but then they would lay a piece of yellow cheese on top of the outside of the sandwich and then wrap it up. From what I understand, it had to do with needing to meet certain nutritional values for each lunch. It's amazing we made it through, LOL. So I, I don't know if I remember the peanut butter and jelly even being an option, uh, especially with American cheese on it. Uh, I went to West Elementary School, and then I went to Nathaniel Morton, and that's where I recall the raisin bread and cream cheese being being a choice. And... In Nathaniel Morton, our cafeteria was in the basement. So we had to go down into the basement. So maybe that had something to do with like what they could prepare and what they couldn't. Uh, I know when I was in, I started first grade in Randolph at the Stetson School, which is now I think the police station or maybe it's the town hall now, I forget. But we didn't have a cafeteria at all in that school. They would make it in the high school behind us, bring it over. And we would have to walk down one set of stairs into the basement, walk through the basement, get our, you know, burger wrapped in foil, our potato chips. And then you would go up the back stairs. And as you went up the back stairs, you would get your milk out of a crate. And then you would pay the person at the top of the stairs your 35 cents or whatever it was. 
but we had we didn't have raisin bread and cream cheese then. I I, I would remember that. I think five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You're next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. No, okay. I have to try calling back. So. I'm looking for weird food combinations because I have an article up at WBSM.com and on the app I tried the peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich that I saw some of my friends posting about on Facebook last week. It was um, interesting. It was not something that I think that I would ever enjoy again or ever, not that I enjoyed it the first time, it's something that I would never try again. If I only had peanut butter and mayonnaise in my cabinet, I, I never the twain shall meet. I will have a peanut butter sandwich, and then if I run out of peanut butter, I will have a mayonnaise sandwich. Long before I will ever put the two of them together ever again. One of my favorite sandwiches, especially in the spring and the summertime, is to get a nice big thick tomato, slice it thin, no thick, slice it thick, and then get some white bread. You can use wheat bread too. I, I prefer white bread for this, but you can use wheat bread. And then you lightly toast it. You slather it with some Hellman's mayonnaise. Throw those thick slices of tomato into it and just eat it like that. My grandmother used to make them for me when I was a kid with tomatoes that they picked right out of their garden. And there was nothing like it. I used to go out there and pick the tomatoes and run inside and be like, oh, grandma, can you make me a sandwich? And she'd be like, yep, of course. And I would get like the whole tomato. If I didn't, if it wasn't all in my sandwich, she would give me the the tomato to eat as it was. And then she also taught me to make tuna fish and hollow out the tomato and stick the tuna in the tomato and eat it that way. Or And then to just have tomato, slices of tomato with American cheese on it. So good. Anyway, <laughs> I guess that was like the caprice for... <laughs> <laughs> five-year-old kids. But, um, yeah, strange food combinations. That's why I brought up the raisin bread and cream cheese sandwich, which I can't imagine it was a healthy thing to serve to a kid. But it was the 80s. You could get away with different different foods back then. You could have, you know, I would get pizza and fries, and for some reason I started doing this weird thing where I would take the hoodsie cup that they gave us and I would dump it on my pizza. And I would eat it like that. And I got all the kids eating it like that. And I thought the teacher was going to get, you know, the lunch lunchroom aide was going to get upset when she saw that all the kids were dumping the ice cream on the pizza. And she just looked at us and said, if that's what you want to do, it's your lunch. So, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think that I started a trend, but I I, I can't imagine now. Some, sometimes I still think about that. I'm like, I'm going to make myself some Elio's pizza and dump a hoodsie cup on it. But I don't think it would have the same effect on a 45-year-old man that it did on a on a nine-year-old. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. Wait. And let's do that. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Talking about that peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich, that sounds disgusting, but I'll go <laughs> one further. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, and if my, my sister and her husband are listening, they can call in and verify this. My dad, peanut butter sandwich with a uh, piece of fish on it and mustard. Oh, like like what kind of fish? Like white fish? It was um, scalp or whatever that fish is down there. Okay. I live in New Hampshire now. I don't I don't remember the name of the fish. 
But my, that's what it was. My grandfather used to eat sardine sandwiches, sardines and, and yellow mustard. And no. I, I never understood how he could do that because, like, the bones and everything, he would just eat the whole thing. Yeah. And he got so sick. I, I'll never forget that as long as, long as we live. <laughs> so peanut butter, fish, and mustard. Yes, sir. I think I, I, think I might have to skip trying that one, but. <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't do that. And leave the bears alone. They're not bothering nobody. <laughs> if, if you're going to feed them anything, feed them that sandwich. Then they won't come back. Yeah, they won't come back in your yard. No, that's it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. Have a thank good day. You too. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. Peanut butter, fish, and you know what? Actually, you know what a bear? Bears love peanut butter. Bears love fish. I don't know how they feel about mustard, but uh, yeah, that, that would certainly keep me from coming back in your yard. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. Morning. Good morning. How are you? All right. What's on your mind? You just brought back memories. I remember my uncle at the market for his lunch once in a while. He'd have cream keys with green olives. Now I've heard of that. Yeah, like the 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 um the and they'll do the stuffed the stuffed olives too. They'll put in the in the, the cream the cheese. Stuff. Yeah, you were correct. Yes, and uh, I actually tried it. It was pretty pretty good. Yeah. So maybe that's but, uh, maybe that's where this sandwich variation came from. Maybe it was like pimento loaf with cream cheese somebody had, and then they're like, yeah, we'll make it for the kids. And then they're like, well, all we have is raisin bran. Ah, just make it. They'll like it anyway. <laughs> there you go. All right. Have a good day. You as well. And, and I'm not saying that it wasn't a good combination. I mean, like I said, I like you know, I spent many years making breakfast for people, and sometimes I would want a little something to eat. Now, I did not eat breakfast often some days i would be starving and some days i would have like a real breakfast as i was working but a lot of times it would be like little snacky stuff throughout the course of my you know seven eight hours behind the grill and so one of the things that i would do is i would make myself some raisin toast and then i would get a little cream cheese we used to have instead of instead of individual containers of cream cheese we bought the big block of it and then the, the servers would all make them into little cups. So you would get like a little medicine cup of cream cheese with your, with your bagel. And so I would just go out there and make myself a little medicine cup of cream cheese from the, from the waitress station, go back into the kitchen, put that on my raisin toast, let it melt a little bit. And that was a great, great snack. That was a great thing to have for breakfast. But this was not that. This was like a thick portion of raisin, of uh, cream cheese between two pieces of raisin bread. And even in 1988, 1989, they must have known, like, this isn't the healthiest thing for kids. The only thing I could think of is that nobody ever bought it. So it wasn't like it was going to waste. Maybe it was like something that one of the lunch people, you know, the, the people who were making the lunch like to eat. So they said, well, I'm going to make this. And then when nobody eats it, at the end of the day, I can have it. I remember when I was in high school, and I, I can... I can tell the story now because the statute of limitations has run out. I was in the AV club and we had a key to every room in the school. It opened up every door except I think the gym and the principal's office. Every other door would open up. And being at school late and hanging out after hours, working on different projects or staying there because you were recording a school committee meeting or whatever, you get to know the, the, the custodians and... I became friendly with all of them. In fact, maybe too friendly. I remember there was a time that I went out to, to one of them's van with him and listened to the new Van Halen album. And like nobody thought that that was weird. But anyway, 
they taught us how to go into a school cafeteria kitchen and where all the food was so that we could, you know, make ourselves a chicken patty sandwich if we were there late after school. And there was some stuff in those refrigerators that I know weren't healthy things and that I know weren't there for kids, uh, that they were probably for the, the school lunch people to make for themselves after all the kids had finished. So we, we helped ourselves to that sometimes. But uh, Judy still made the best corn chowder out of anybody, so I'm always thankful for, for knowing the custodians. Uh, 508-996-0500. Let's take our last break of the hour and be back in a few moments. All right, going to the news in a few moments, but time for a quick call. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. I think raisin bread with cream cheese is, is kind of like an English uh, tea toast that they have with little, you know, tea parties, tea sandwiches. I mean, that that makes sense, but I just, I don't know the the amount of cream cheese that was on the sandwich would be, uh, although the, the British do tend to put a lot of, uh, like, jam and marmalade on their stuff, too, so maybe it's the same yeah, idea. Yeah, on their scones and everything, but usually the cream cheese is a thin layer, like a cucumber sandwich with a thin layer of cream cheese. I don't know, they probably had to amp up the... Uh, protein because let's face it <laughs> right. you know they're like we have to hit a, we have to hit a certain requirement of uh of dairy for the day so let's put two inches of cream cheese in the sandwich I could eat it. well i could not eat the raisin toast but i could probably do the two 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 inches of cream cheese. <laughs> but you know what's really good um not not necessarily on a sandwich but black bear meat black bear meat like yes. the actual black meat of, of these bears that are... yeah what's it what's it like it's just like, you're know, too young to probably know, but back in the day, meat was really good <laughs> before they started, you know, raising it the way they do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it just tastes more natural. Like, you know, I'm sure it's wild grown, less toxins, steroids, you know, and all is the it, things that are in meat. It just smells delicious cooking. It's delicious. Does it have a gamey taste to it at all? Or? Not at all. Not at all. Because I said, if this, if this smells weird cooking, I'm not going to eat it. It smelled so good. Couldn't wait till it was done. We cooked it three different ways. Because my brother-in-law is a hunter. You know, they go up to Canada and, and you know, drive these things home. <laughs> well, they have them butchered up there. And then they, you know, take the quarters home. And um, so I had a boning knife. Had to separate it, you know, and whatnot. And uh, and it didn't fit in the sink. You know, you couldn't even fit it. You know, it was big. So we cooked it three different ways. And I think we put, like, buttermilk on one because I guess it can be. It's very oily. Wow. Very oily. He said they use the grease, you know, to season, like, gloves and boots and everything like that. It's, like, a super oily. But um, once it was cooked, delicious. Well, maybe, yep. I'll, maybe I'll track some down and give it a try. Yeah, it's almost it's almost season to so get some 